You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Welcome back to Talk Your Jits Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a black belt who owns Rush Mitts Martial Arts, one located in Bernardsville, New Jersey, and the other in Morristown, New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Leonardo. Hey there, man. Thanks for having me on tonight. Man, not a problem. The pleasure is all mine, sir. How are you doing today? I'm awesome. Good to talk to you on uh, Sunday. We finally got connected, and we've been playing a little little tag my fault so it's it's good to yeah. finally do this together i know i was i was picking with my uh my instructor i was like man some of these jump were brown uh black belts man i just cannot keep up with <laughs> uh you know, <laughs> you know it's, it's, it's I, I got two schools i've got a wife four kids a mother-in-law that lives at home i still work a corporate job on top of the school so it's i'm so it's you know I'm, i struggle to keep in front of everything so apologies that i you know may messed up your chi a little bit Oh no, it's fine. It's just um, <laughs> I had an uh, interview with um, oh my god, I'm gonna be so mad at uh, James uh, James Woodfield Jones. Oh, he's out in Australia. Yeah, I talked to him yeah. and his wife online pretty frequently. He's he's a really cool guy. Yeah, we we were supposed to do a, an episode last year. Really? And we just kept every time something came up, it was like he had to reschedule or time was mixed up, and then I was like, all right, dude, I'm. I'm asking you again. He's like, yeah, man, for sure, for sure. And we schedule it. I think I forgot what happened, but we finally got it done a couple of days ago. So it was it was pretty. Oh, cool. really? Just like just recently? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Good. I'll have to tell him I, I did this too. That's a hoot because we we talk online through Facebook. I am you know here and there, and you know when I see Professor Marrera, you know I ask how often he gets out to see him, and I think he was supposed to go see him like two years ago, just before COVID hit, and he couldn't because. Uh, you know, the travel restrictions. So I think he ended up getting his, I think he got his fourth degree recently, but he had to do it, you know, kind of remotely. So, uh, but uh, it's amazing that we have affiliations all over the world, you know, and to talk to yeah. some of these guys, it's, it's awesome. For sure. Cause I talked to, well, now you, uh, obviously my instructor talked to James. I talked to Michael Jen. I talked to, uh, Oh my God. What is his name? I just talked to him. Why I can't even remember his name? <laughs> it's all good. Donnie Franks. There we go. Danny okay. Franks was another one. Donnie, yeah, Donnie Franks was another one. Another uh, Joe Black that I talked to. So, well, it's yeah. it's an amazing thing that you're doing, and I, I I love the fact that you're trying to to bring awareness to not only our lineage but you know the martial art in general, and I think it's a a great thing for you know community outreach. So kudos to you that you're doing this and you know all the other things you're doing with your art i, I think it's a uh, pretty amazing so uh, it's really happy you know i'm really happy to just kind of be a part of it and speak to you tonight man thank you very much man but without further ado let's get it rocking man you want to currently right. if you want to formally introduce yourself again by all means and let's hear about your jujitsu journey yeah sure so uh my name is chris leonardo i'm uh, a joe Marrera black belt i own um two academies in new jersey um, one's in Bernardsville, New Jersey, the other one's in Morristown. I, I recently purchased the, purchased the Morristown location, uh, in October, uh, when I was approached by a gentleman that, um, said his school was closing down and wanted to transport or transplant 10 or 15 students over to my Bernardsville location. And, uh, you know, just over some conversations, I, I 
you know, I was looking kind of to expand and uh, didn't want some people to lose their homes. So I negotiated with that, the previous owner and I picked up the, the second school in, uh, in Morristown in October, beginning of November of 2022. So, um, you know, really blessed. I I've got a, in excess of 130 students between the two locations. I've got nice. a, a, yeah, great flourishing kids program. I'm, uh, have a, a really broad, um, adult program and, you know, outside of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I offer a, our proprietary self-descent system that my, my teacher of over 20 years uh, created called Siljando tactical self-defense. We also offer Muay Thai kickboxing. We have a traditional ring Muay Thai uh, crew. I'm, I'm a crew also in Muay Thai. Uh, so we do Muay Thai um, during the week. And then we have a MMA on, on the weekends where we kind of put everything together. So we have a really nice program. And uh, I'm all about, you know, building community around around the school. My, my philosophy has always been a dojo should be a place where, you know, families can come and join together and, and fellowship and, you know, obviously learn something of great utility that, you know, can carry them through the balance of their life. So I, you know, I'm very much about the community and, and I'm very much in the, the Joe Marrera old school jujitsu grain where, you know, we teach jujitsu for self-defense, not for sport. So mm -hmm. uh, everything I do in terms of, of my jujitsu programs is built around, you know, what could happen to you out in the street? You know, I'll, it's funny. I'll, I'll just as a joke kind of have my students on the floor and say, Hey, by a show of hands who plans on fighting in the UFC and, you know, miraculously no one raises their hand you know so i know what, pe <laughs> what people are looking for you know and and i also know that um you know jujitsu is not the whole answer right you have to be mm -hmm. well-rounded in terms of what your capabilities are to defend yourself on the street so i i you know i take that approach whether you're taking a self-defense class or a jujitsu class you know we start with someone trying to punch you or grab you and you know how do you utilize your body mechanics and controlling distance and space to, to create control and compliance and free yourself of a dangerous situation. So for me, um, you know, jujitsu is very much about conflict avoidance and situational awareness, self escape. And then, you know, last but not least, uh, self-defense. So, you know, I try to build a very pragmatic and, you know, practical approach to, to self-defense and Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a, a, a very large component. So that's, that's kind of what my, my broad stroke is with regards to my, you know, my martial arts philosophy. Um, and my, my history, you know, kind of goes back to 1990. So I can tell you a little bit about, you know, my whole martial arts history into jiu-jitsu, if you, you care to hear about it. <laughs> of course, that's, that is yeah. what we're here for. All right, great. So, you know, I was that, I was that geeky kid um, who was bullied starting in sixth grade. I had sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. There was three three boys that, uh, you know, just bullied me pretty harshly and uh, b belittled me. And I, I dealt with that through, you know, the last um, three years of grammar school. And, uh, you know, in eighth grade, I finally stood up to, to one of the three guys and uh, you know, lo and behold, they left me alone. So uh, my, my first day of high school, I went to an, an all boys Catholic high school. My mother literally dressed me up in a three piece suit and gave me a, a briefcase and I get on the bus and guys in the back of the bus are like, Hey, it's Arsenio hall, you know, hooting hollering at me. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm gonna, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be that guy that ends up in the locker, you know, and just, you know, stuffed in there with my lunch. So I, I knew going to high school, just, you know, I was, I was going to probably face some similar problems that I did in grammar school. So I, I joined the wrestling team 
And I, I wrestled for four years and I got really scrappy. I had a sadistic wrestling coach that put me through hell, but, you know, really toughened me up. I, I was a, a decent wrestler. And then um, graduating from high school, I went away to the um, to the Navy and started some judo classes, continued wrestling. And I just really fell in love with martial arts and, and what it did, not only for my, my self-confidence, but, you know, the gift it bestowed upon me to um, be able to defend myself and change my whole life from the guy that was being bullied to someone that is called a sleeper. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a smaller person. I'm five foot six. I'm 145 to 155 pounds, depending on, you know, what time of year it is and what I'm doing. Um, so I've always been the smaller guy and, and, you know, martial arts in so many ways has saved my life. So I'm, I'm eternally grateful to it. And, and, you know, once I learned it's, it's real power and it's not just, you know, your ability to defend yourself and the, the physicality of it, it's the confidence unlocks in you, the humility that it creates, the mindset, all those things. It's, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm wholly married to it and grateful to it. So, you know, when I really just started discovering its power at the end of high school and in college, I decided, you know, this is, this is what I want to, you know, be the, the primary driving force in my life. So I started looking for a school that was really going to teach me how to fight. And, uh, I joined a traditional Taekwondo school and my very first night of sparring, we were like in full head to toe gear pads. And, you know, you throw a punch at me, I throw a punch at you. And, you know, we were playing a game of tag. I was like, my gosh, I'm never really going to learn to defend myself. So I, I started looking for another school and I found my, my teacher, um, who, again, still teaches me to this day. He's a, a fourth degree black belt. I'm sorry, a fifth degree black belt under Professor Marrera, uh, Professor Richard Rossiti. Uh, he's been training me for, like I said, over 20 years. So I, I've gotten all my belts, uh, whether it's in Siljin Do, um, Muay Thai, and, you know, um, right up until my promotion of black belt uh, under Richard Rossiti. And, and uh, from day one, you know, we were really taught to you know, what real mixed martial arts looks like and how to defend ourselves. So um, a big, big part of our curriculum um, around 2006, we all started studying jujitsu together and he was doing a lot of privates before me and um, progressed, you know, obviously faster than his students. And, and we all, you know, came to understand that we were primarily a stand-up school. You know, some of us had submission grappling and wrestling behind us and, and uh, catch wrestling, but, you know, never really saw and understood the power of jiu-jitsu till around 2006. So we all started studying it together. Um, Professor Rusidi obviously progressed faster than us, like I said. And, um, you know, I began studying jiu-jitsu then and um, got my black belt uh, in September of 21. I, I was that guy who fell victim to the, uh, the blue belt curse. So I was dropped oh. off the, the mat for a minute, <laughs> you know, and I, I, I warn everybody that it's real because it really it's happened so to me. You know, it, it, it took me 14 years to get my black belt in jujitsu because of, you know, you know, the things that happen your life, your family, my kids, jobs, all that stuff. So that, that happened to me. And, uh, we were living down in Florida when I kind of fell into the, the blue belt curse. And I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I, I was training privately some professional fighters down there and I went to their gym you know, shortly after moving down there and I'd, you know, probably been off the mat for a year and a half at this point. And I just still had my blue belt and I got on the mat with them and was getting destroyed by their white belts. And I just hear guys whispering in the background, like this dude's a, this dude's a blue belt. Like really? And it was, it's heartbreaking, you know, it's completely heartbreaking. So that's what kind of got me back on the saddle. And um, my wife and I, with our kids, we moved back up to 
New Jersey in 2017. I started, you know, I hooked back up with my teacher, Rich Rossidi, started teaching at his academy. And, you know, he's in his, his uh, early 60s now. And a couple of years ago, he t- came to me and said, Chris, you know, I'm just, my body's hurt. And I don't know if I want to do this anymore, you know, full time with teaching. Do you want to purchase that Bernardsville location from me? And I was, you know, let's go. So, you right. know, that's. That's kind of what happened there. I I, uh, I kind of fell into the opportunity, and it was it was you know given to me by my my sensei, and I'm eternally grateful for it. And we've been able to build this just this wonderful community, uh, you know, in our in our area. That's you know offering real world martial arts. It's practical and it's you know not driven by ego. It you know really takes into account who you are as a person in terms of your side, your physicality, you know what you're capable of, what your weaknesses and strengths are, and and you know people people value that. And I've just been you know again just hugely blessed to be able to uh work within the community and you know share martial arts with people yeah definitely for sure for sure well at least you came back right at least you you know you didn't you didn't retire at blue belt no you know and and a lot of people do um my my daughter is going to be 17 she's she's a blue belt under me and um (laughs) you know i was like be very careful after you get your blue belt you know what what you get involved in because it's it's real and you know she met her first boyfriend uh a month after getting her blue belt and you know i haven't seen her lately so (laughs) you know i'm working on it but you know that that type of thing really happens life you know life kind of sneaks up on you and and i think at blue belt people you know you understand as a brown belt by blue belt you've got some real skill you know there's there's expectation that a blue belt you can handle yourself in in most situations and i think people find comfort in that and then that's enough for them and they they kind of just go forward from there you know not not realizing it's you know not something that you can just walk away from the, those skills have to constantly be you know honed and maintained so um yeah but it's real <laughs> and i'm it's, glad it's, I, I came back from so it real, real. <laughs> yeah and i'm grateful for coming back for it and you know i had some good people that kind of helped pull me along and, and challenge me along the way. So, you know, that, that's the other thing It's you learn, you know, you learn a lot of humility about life and about the martial art and, you know, you just can't do it on your own. You know, the, the life is about us lifting each other up. And, and I think you learn, you learn that when you're in a real jujitsu community, you know, we're, we're there to edify each other and lift each other up. And I think that's like one of the most remarkable things about the power of jujitsu. Yeah, Definitely. So I'm um, I'm sitting here listening to you uh, your story, and you mentioned your instructor uh, Richard Rossetti. Yeah. And I said, wait a minute, I, wh- I'm like I've heard that name before. So I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, I sort of did an uh, episode with him too. Did you really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> are you supposed to do one, or you or you have done one with him? So I was supposed to do one with him <laughs> back on this uh, back on the 16th, <laughs> and. Uh, I think you no. Know, what ended up happening was I ended up double booking him by mistake. So I was like, "Hey, is it possible we can, you know, switch it over to another day?" And he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'll check. I'll let you know." And I messaged him like earlier, earlier in the month, and I was like, "Hey, you know, you, are you still available?" And I never heard back. So oh, I talk to him every day, sometimes <laughs> twice a day. So I'll, I'll tell him that you and I, you know, we jam together, and he'll he'll be um, a hoot on your show. He's a He's a very interesting fellow. I'll leave it at that. You guys can have the conversation, but you'll you'll have a good time with him. I guarantee. Hey, hey, you <laughs> <black belts>. no. 
cannot keep y'all down. Y'all, y'all, y'all are y'all instructor for real. Like, <laughs> we just we cannot keep, cannot track y'all down for. We're, we're elusive. Man. We're supposed to. We're supposed to be elusive as black belts. You know, we gotta be careful not to be caught so easily. Especially know, from right? you, you brown, you hungry brown belts and purple belts. You all, you all come at us hard. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, I'm 47 years old. I turned 47 March 12th. And, um, you know, I'll, oh, I'll thank you. The, the, the point of the story was, is that I, I will get really bad sciatic pain from like, I'll teach call it Delhi Heva and I'll be bent over, you know, and I'll have really bad back pain from it. And I, uh, you know, I've had to have that, that realization that I'm not, I'm not getting younger. And it's, it's actually had to change the way I, approach martial arts and, and how active I am. But, you know, the reality is my students are younger and stronger and they're getting better every day. And, and you know, I'm getting older and, you know, I, I have to, uh, to recognize that. So it, it is, it's a real struggle when you get to black belt level to, to balance between keeping things in order within your academy and, and everybody knowing that, you know, there's, there's a hierarchy in leadership. And you have mm -hmm. to demonstrate that through your ability sometimes, right? And your actions and also mm -hmm. preserving your body. So you could do this for, for a long time. And, you know, I tell everybody, whether you're, you're young or old, you know, it's important to let your injuries heal and take time to rest, right? Our bodies need to rest. And sometimes it's, you forget that as a, a business owner and an instructor. And uh, that's, that's one of been one of the great lessons lately as, as a, a school owner and instructor is that you know, I'm, I'm not Superman and, you know, as much as I want to, to be that young guy, I'm not anymore. And I, I have my students to, you know, that I'm responsible to, and I have to remain uninjured because of it. So it's actually been, it's been an ego check for me, you, you know, realizing that I'm starting to have my limitations and it's, um, it's a credit to these guys like professor Marrera and my teacher, Rich Rossiti, who've been doing it for, you know, 40, 50, 55, 60 years, like Francisco Montsoro. I mean, these are legends yeah. and a absolute beasts of men that they continue to do this after all the punishment their body's gone through. So it's, it's amazing. First. Yeah. It's, it's definitely amazing. It's, and it's one of those, you know, those motivational type things. Cause you know, you know, meeting Joe Moera, uh, the, for the first time, it was like, you know, you know about it from, you know, from UFC and whatever. And it was just like, man, it's crazy that he's at, you know, the age that he's doing this and he's, and it's like he's not slowing down. No, and he's he's scary. He's still scary, yeah. you know. And then, and then um, you know, meeting Grandmaster Mansoor, that was a trip in itself. Because you know, we um, my instructor was like, yeah, you know, we we're having you know, Master Joe Moer's instructor come out. You know, Grandmaster's like, okay. So you know, when I first met him, he he comes in, and you know, he has on like a a. Uh, like a, a varsity sweater and sweatpants. He he looked <laughs> like an old guy, you know. Yeah, sure. So he comes, you know, he comes in. He's like, you know, a little hunched over. He, you know, he's walking, and I'm just looking to myself like, is he like, is he he's going to teach? So I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm 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 curious to see how this goes. So he goes goes in my uh, instructor's office, comes out, put on this, you know, his white gi, grab that red belt. And he turns into a whole other person. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, That's cool to hear side, that. You know, doing sidewinder snakes and everything under the sun. And I, I love telling this story because um, it's like a, I don't know, I felt like it was like a rite of passage for some odd reason. Sure. Uh, 
so we you know we're you know we're all you know he's 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 um teaching um we were going over like a few leg locks and obviously you know he don't know nobody's name so he just called him belt color so he's like you know you white belt come over so i you know i'm i run over i'm like nervous like okay what else we'll do? <laughs> it's like meeting it's like meeting tom hanks or somebody right it's like it there's start you're starstruck it's wild right right so i'm like okay so you know he's in my guard he's talking 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 and was not expecting it so he you know he pushes his weight forward he hops up to his from his knees to his feet hops up boom fall back to a leg lock and everybody including me was like ooh, because <laughs> I'm, I'm like how is this guy this age moving like this that's all i think i was thinking about not i Forgetting that my leg is being, you know, right, ripped off your body, right like it's, it's it's right, you, body. you might be losing so an I'm, ankle. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting here stunned, and I'm like, I feel like, like, why is my knee burning? And I was like, oh snap! And I, you know, I tapped, and everybody looked like you good. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. But my, like, you know, it was just amazing to me to see him move like that. Yeah, man, I, I, I totally understand that. What Marrero will do like uh you know privates for for some of the students when he gets there and and now when it, when it comes to visit my school so i'll sit in and watch because i always pick something up and it's a good you know good way for me to learn some te teaching techniques but it, you know and his his real heavy accent he calls me over and he says get in my guard and i get in his guard he's like okay you know pass i'm like you know all right so I'll, I'm, I'm just gonna do you know i can embarrass myself in front of joe Marrera. i'm just gonna do traditional angled guard pass you know like jujitsu 101 keep it simple, keep it old school. And I going through the motions, I start coming through the pass. I get far side underhook. And next thing you know, I'm like, I'm floating on a cloud. Like, I, I don't even know. I don't know how I'm up in the air, but somehow I'm up in the air in my back and I'm Jomerer shins behind my back and I'm, I'm floating on a cloud laying on my side and he's, you know, inside control. And I don't even know how I got there. And it's like every, <laughs> no, you know, and it's like, okay right like i'm i'm an ant and this guy is just the dude that with the, the you know the, the magnifying glass is going to burn me whenever he wants and it's just there's such a there's such a difference in level you know and it's like it, yeah. you think about it and you know this now too like you get a new white belt in your school they're like they look at you like you're a wizard you're, you're gandalf mm -hmm. you know they don't even know how these things happen to them and you know you get to the level where we are we're brown and black belts and we're like you know we understand we understand that what, what that is for a white belt. And, you know, the, the reality is that's what it's like for like the Joe Marreras and professor Monsoors when they, they roll with their, their Brown and black belts, you know, it's just, it's just, there's so much knowledge to be had. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> when um, I took a private from Joe as a blue belt and it just changed my whole perspective with jujitsu, like as a whole, uh, you know, he was like, you know, what you, you know, what you want to work on? And I was like, uh, I think I said uh, escapes from bottom. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I can hear the voice. <laughs> we get on the mat. He's like, okay, show me, um, show me circle snake. I'm like, all right. So I'm showing the circle snake, and I'm like, you know, he's breaking it down. But when he when he goes into like when he's going into detail about stuff, and it's just the, the simple things that he changes to make a one technique seem like unbeatable. Yeah, it's wild, right? Just a just right. a little change of his body movement. Right. And I'm like, man, that's 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 crazy. Like just we went over a circle snake the whole hour and it was like it felt like I never learned how to circle snake until that day. <laughs> yeah, I he, he was at the academy because he went to um um Israel uh just a few weeks ago 
to, mm-hmm. to see one of the schools out there. And he, he had a, a layover in New Jersey. So um, I got a phone call and asked if he could, you know, come to the school and stay there for 10 hours. So he doesn't have to sit at the airport. I was, of course. And we'll, you know, we'll get a few people together, you know, I'll get, a, I'll get a few people together. We'll, we'll have a, like a, you know, just an impromptu seminar. So we, you know, it was like the day of, I found out. So, you know, I, I got what I could together. We had like 10 students come to it, but during the course of, of the, uh, the seminar, he ruined, he ruined my whole jujitsu life. He's got back on someone. He's like, I don't even, I don't even put my hooks in anymore. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Like, Man. he's like, I'm like, you, wait, you don't, you don't use hooks when you have someone's back. He's like, no, there's no need to use hooks anymore. I'm like, what? You know, he starts showing me techniques without hooks. I'm like, what is happening? Like my whole, my whole brain is being short circuited, you know, right now, like the, my whole life I've been told, like you take someone's back, you put your hooks in. Right. And now Joe Marrera is fritting in, in front of my students and he's telling me, don't put your hooks in when you have back on somebody. And I'm just like, I'm, you know, my jaw drops. Like, I don't know what to do, you, you know? So like every time I see the man, I'm, I'm, I learn something that I haven't learned before. And it just, it, it totally flips the script on me. So I, I, I get it. And, and I've been playing without my hooks in lately. And, and, you know, I, I think the thing that I've learned in, in terms of jujitsu is we are Joe Marrera black belts or we're Joe Marrera affiliates. But I think that the lesson that we all learn on our jujitsu journey is we're also, you know, obviously our own person and, and our game has to develop and be built with certain principles in mind. And you hear Joe talk about the principles, right. And, and following our principles. And I think that's the key. We follow our principles, but at the end of the day, it's, it's very much about self-expression and we have to have those honest conversations with ourselves about techniques that work for us and, and those that don't. So, you know, as much as Joe Marrera may say, you know, I don't fight with my hooks and maybe, maybe that that's true, but maybe I also have to look at it and say, is that right for Chris Leonardo? Because, you know, Chris Leonardo is not, a hawking monster like Joe Marrera, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm right. Like I'm not, I'm not the gorilla here. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the monkey, you know, and and I'm, I'm like that, that skinny white, white guy. And, and I like, you know, I'm, I'm small and I have to be honest with myself about what my body's capable of. And, And, you know, that's very much, and I tell this to my students a lot. It's very much, you know, the making of a wise martial artist when you realize that about yourself, you know, I teach a lot of self-defense and I'm not going to teach a woman who's 103 pounds, four foot 11 to engage with a person that outweighs her by 75 pounds, you know, whereas I might teach someone that's 190 pounds to engage differently than that female. And I think ha- having that realization and those real conversations about what we are and, and how we're shaped and what we're capable of, makes us better martial artists because then we know how to engage and when to engage and when not to, you know? And, and I think that's, that's what gets us home safe at night as, as being honest with ourselves. And, and I, you know, I, I have these, these epiphanies when I have a professor Marrera come through and I, and I learn all these new things, but what I, I take away all the time is, is that, you know, I have to ask the questions of, does it work for me? And will it work for, for the other people? And if, and, you know, I have to augment what, how we do things and, and what we do in, in lieu of that. So that's a, you know, it's always a good reminder when my teachers come through that, um, you know, there's principles to be followed and, but at the same time, you have to understand your student and yourself and, and work around with, you know, within those, those constructs. Right. Yeah. Like it's because he's you know like like we said earlier his game is always like evolving. I can't tell you how many videos I've seen Joe taking one of his you know one of his rules or snakes that he's 
embedded in us and added like 50 more. But it's all just small variations of what we already did. Is but you know it works. Yeah, it so. does, and totally. And and he, you know, he comes to my school. He says the same thing every time. You know, until we get before we get into the the the, the nooks and crannies. But you know, he'll talk about principles, the one through the fives. You know, your feet, your shins, your hands, your forearms, your shoulders. You know, all those lines of defense and how to control space. It's those types of things you can hear a million times over and, and they're always going to have, have great value. So, and I, I think that's the thing I love most about our association and our, our heritage is that it's, it's simple and efficient. You know, I don't think you're going to see Joe Marrera very often throwing like an inverted guard or, you know, a Baron Bolo, you know, he, he's, nah. <laughs> you know, like you're not, you're not going to see that. And, and, you know, there's good reason for it, you know, and, you know, on the street, you know, a double leg takedown looks great when you have mats underneath your knees, but you know, double leg takedown might right. not be the right thing. If you're on the street, you know, maybe you shouldn't even lower your level like that when you're on the street. And, and, and professor Marrera recognizes that. And a lot of what he teaches and he's built around, you know, he'll tell you, he'll tell you when he's on top of you and he's got his arms wrapped around your neck. He goes one, one move I'm going to teach you is to kill and the other ones for sport, you know, and he, he knows the distinction and he'll show you, you know, what you need to do, um, when your life depends upon it. And I, and I love that, that side of our, our heritage too, because I, you know, you'll hear people like Hicks and Gracie, you know, he's, he's really upset with the jujitsu community about how, you know, how sports oriented it's become. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm very much of that grain. I think we, it's our responsibility to not allow our martial art to become watered down to the extent that, it uses it loses its utility and its worth and yeah. you know that we're in danger of that i i really believe that and i'm not apocalyptic in that but i really believe that you know we're responsible to our students and our communities and we should be making sure as instructors and and practitioners alike that what we're propagating is is real and it can save you in a time of need you know it's it, i never want my students to have a false sense of security you know, that's, Never. that's, that's a, that's a sin in my book as a teacher to give your student a false sense of security and God forbid they ever have to use this in a real life situation. It fails them, you know, then I, I failed them. And, and I've been in enough street altercations to know that it's, it's scary. It's emotional. It's messy. And, uh, you know, those are hard things to prepare people for, you know, violence is yeah. real. And, and unfortunately we, we, as a, as a society, we live too vicariously through, through our devices and we don't understand, you know, what real violence looks like. And I think jujitsu, because of the way it's built, when you roll and you roll right to submission, it gives the practitioner a really good sense of what it means to be in a precarious situation and also have mm -hmm. power over somebody where they could really hurt, hurt someone. And, and you, you learn pretty readily the emotional components that are involved in, in having to harm somebody. And it's, uh, you know, I, I think that's a very powerful tool that jiu-jitsu has in its toolkits that, you know, other martial arts doesn't have. And, and I think that's, you know, one of the biggest things I, I've, I'm fond of with jiu-jitsu is that you can go 100% and know what it's like to get to that point where you're about to go to sleep or have your arm broken and mm -hmm. you go home safe at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's what I love about our system. Um, and it, 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 uh, it, it is like a breath of fresh air. Cause you were saying like, you know, how, I guess you want to say how watered down jujitsu has become over the years and how, um, 
it's more sport than martial art. And it's always a breath of fresh air uh, knowing that every Mawarik person that I've talked to all follow the same structure about how important it is to keep it as a martial art, the self-defense aspect of it. Because a lot of schools don't teach self-defense. They just teach technique. And it's like, well, you have to be able to do this stuff under the pressure of someone actually trying to attack you other than doing jujitsu. Hundred percent. You know, I'll 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 tell my students like, hey guys, this is a a joke in the jiu-jitsu community. A, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt can beat anybody off the street so long as you start on your knees and you high five fist bump. <laughs> you know, like like right. I'm not gonna sit on my ass and like try to pull guard on you in the street or butt scoot towards you and try to you know get a lane entanglement. Like that's just not real. And and you know, um, you know, as a school owner, I understand their safety implications. You don't want people, you know soto guarding each other all over the place and smashing each other on the ground right like people need to go to work the next day but right. at the same time it's not going to be like a guy pushes you and you get to sit down like someone's going to push you or try to punch you in the face and hit you and like you know what do you do then you know mike tyson always said everyone has a plan until they get punched right yeah, they get punched in the face, face. Yep. right so yep. i mean that's the reality you could be as a great black belt in jiu-jitsu but have zero clue about how to defend against somebody that's actually trying to harm you from where it's going to start standing. Like we're not, we're not laying in bed together when the fight starts, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so like we better not start on the ground when we spar. So, you know, right. and I, I, and I, and I make sure like, you know, I have, I go through like a lot of positional strategy with my students, but ev mm -hmm. every so often we have a full week where it's just like, here's a guy going to punch you in the face or he's going to push yeah. you or try to grab you by a wrist and pull you into a dark alley. Here's what you're going to do. You know? And, and I think that that's, that's super important to make sure we continue. And, and it doesn't just have to be for jujitsu. Every martial art, you know, should be built around around what it was really originally intended for, which was for self-preservation for yourself and your family and your country. Yeah. Cause I mean, you you know as well as I do, like you know, when we when we do our our test, it's a self-defense portion. You will get punched. Oh yeah. My favorite part. My favorite part. Yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I tell everyone, and then you're exactly right. My blue belt test, the the very beginning of the test before you go into the jujitsu technique is someone grabbing you from behind, someone trying to choke you, someone trying to push you, someone trying to take you down, and then after you've done your technique, I have them roll with every single person that showed up for their test for a, a minute, and then when they're exhausted, they stand up against the black belts and senior belts who have boxing gloves on. And we come and attack you and you have to get us down on the ground, even when you're exhausted. And that that's how you earn your blue belt. And it just scales up from there. But, you know, no mm -hmm. one, no one gets a belt in my academy or, or my teacher's academy or a Marrera academy unless they've, they truly have earned it. And I, and I'm, I'm proud of that heritage and, and I'm, I'm sworn to uphold that. And I will to the day I stop teaching and I step off the mats. Yeah. That's, that's only when I'm on my way to the grave. <laughs> amen and you're you know man a, a brown belt is just you know, a brown belt is such a, a huge accomplishment and i know you know that but you know just that it's, it's such a, a great place to be and you know everything after i felt like for me everything after purple was just an honor you know like i, I felt by the time yeah. i was a purple belt i knew who i was as a, a jiu-jitsu practitioner and everything after this has just been like me you know kind of refining and and you know really ingraining some of those those principles in my in my my being and making sure that you know I'm, I'm able to really bestow those upon the newer people 
So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just awesome. <laughs> and it's like, cause like when I, like when I started training, um, it was one of those things where it's like, I, I started, I was kind of into it, but I wasn't cause you know, I've, I've always get into these, I don't know, these, these weird, um, situations where I, I get something, I fall in love with it. And then I have to stop for whatever reason, always happened that way. <clears throat> but this time, you know, started training. I'm like, you know, training, training, training. It's so, okay. Stripes starting to come. I so, okay. Then, you know, tested for my blue belt. And then you hear that, that, that saying, like, you know, everybody quits that blue belt. <laughs> and I saw it a lot. I'm looking like, oh man, I don't want this to be me. I don't want to fall into that. So I just made sure that I kept going. And then when I got the purple belt and I'm like, all right, I think I've, I've, I passed the, the hump, but it's still a it's still an uphill battle. Yeah, then, I I think you make it the purple. You you like you know you're at least yourself. You've invested too much time at this point. You got to just you got to finish what you started. Right. And then when I got brown, I was like, yeah, that's it. I am at the end. <laughs> it's, it's just nothing but time now. <laughs> like, no, you just is... you circle in the airport. That's it. You right, just circle right. in the airport. They're waiting right. to call it's your like, number. That's, that's all. Yeah, <laughs> that's the purgatory belt. I tell everybody, you're just waiting till someone says, "Yeah, okay, give it to them." You know, like that's that's you know, your time served. You really are. I I see it in all my students. I've I've seen all myself. You you really your game is really well developed by the time you're a purple belt, or it should be. And mm -hmm. you know, you're you're a very much the same practitioner you're going to be at black belt there's there's just refinement and you know Refine me, yeah. and, and time and making sure you you've earned your you earned your stripes and you know gotten gotten sore arms and muscles a little bit a little bit more you know <laughs> yeah because like uh like yeah like for today for example um i we we had open mats and our my instructor was our instructor was there and he's usually like when he comes he's usually like you know working or he's just moving but I came in and he was like in his gi. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, he's rolling today. <laughs> no class. I was like, he's rolling today. So he's uh, like, yeah. uh, he's like, you, uh, he was like, you uh you still competing? I was like, yeah, still competing. He's like, you doing gi or no gi? I was like, I'm doing both. So we had a good hard roll, no gi. And I'm like, I'm sucking air, I'm tired. He's like, all right, go get your gi. I'm like, oh shit. I'll go get my gi, roll with him another, <laughs> and then roll with him again, and I'm dead. I'm like, okay, I'm sucking air hard this time. He's calling somebody else over. I'm like, oh, come on, man. Uh huh. Like, oh, you gotta get ready. I'm like, okay, if you say so. So, body, yeah, you know, your, body, time, your like, time's coming. Your time is coming. Yeah, <laughs> your time is coming, coming my friend. It's, uh, coming. it's a yeah. I have a. I have a. <laughs> one of my, my closest assistant instructors, he's, um, in his early sixties, he's a, a second Brown. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, I've been talking with professor Marrera and, and professor Rossini and he's going to, he's going to be testing in the next couple of months, but you know, nice. I, I, uh, I tell him all the time, you know, be, be ready, <laughs> you know, just, just be ready because doesn't matter what age you are they're, they're, they're coming for you <laughs> you know they're, they're coming for him too and and you know <laughs> it's a beautiful thing though you know he and, you know he knows he knows what's up but you know that's that's part of that that great rite of, rite of passage and you know i wouldn't want it any other way for myself or for for anybody i want it to be memorable and you know for for my students and for you too you, you walk away from your black belt test and they tie that on you for the first time you know 
you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, everything that you put in to get there, you know, and it's, 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 you know, it might be two inches of material around your body, but there's just so much behind that. You know, so that story. Oh uh, yeah, man. So story behind it, man. Even, you know, even as a, even as a brown belt, it's still, sure. you know, it's so, yeah, it's so much history and so much story, so much blood, sweat, tears, sacrifice. And I don't know, maybe, maybe cause I've been, since I've been training so long, it's only been six, it'd be six years uh, in May, but. That's great, I'm man. Like the, I'm like the old guy, old guy in the, um, <clears throat> old guy on his porch, like, you know, stay off my lawn type deal when it comes to jujitsu. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't play, man. I, I take it, I take it very serious, man. And, you know. Well, people, yeah, man, you have a podcast right? on it, you know, like what, yeah. what greater passion can you have? I, I think this is a, you know, a, a brilliant forum and I, I total kudos to you, dude, that you're doing stuff like this. This is, this is a great way to, to build awareness. And, and I think, uh, I think, I think the world needs jujitsu. I tell people all the time, yes, all the time, you know, time. it's, it doesn't, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proudly part of an NPO called adopt a cop. So I, I train police officers for free until, until blue belt. It's a, it's a great nonprofit organization. And I got to tell you, um, it, the, what I've learned in terms of how poorly funded our police departments are and, and what that translates to in terms of the type of police officers you get, the, these poor guys are afraid because they have no training. And I, I'll have police officers come into my school and I've, I've quite honestly thrown a punch at one of them and they've turned their head and, and offered me their sidearm out of fear, you know, just no training. And I oh, see wow. the difference between guys that continue to train with me and, and get to that blue belt and those that don't. And it's, it's a changed person by blue belt and, and, and I, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a police officer or a doctor, garbage collector, race, religion, creed, color, you come on the mat at a legit place, you're all treated the same and you're all, you're all made to go through the same things. And you know, the world needs, the world needs more than that, more, more of that than anything in my opinion. And, and I think that's, what's been you know my saving grace is that i i know i can go to a place whether it's my school or or another jiu-jitsu school and everyone's treated the same way it, it's you could go to a, a jiu-jitsu school in you know uh, mr woodfield's part of the world in australia or poland or, know, or right and and you're gonna be treated the same way and and that's to me what a, a real a real community should be about a global community and and i you know, I'm I'm so proud to be part of a, a, a community that accept people just the way they are and gives them something that stays with them their entire life. You know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. You can't put a price tag on being able to defend yourself or the mental health or the physical fitness that jujitsu and martial arts as a whole affords the practitioner. There's no price Definitely. tag you can put on it. No price tag, man. You yeah, you, mm. no, no, no price tag at all. Nope. But um, I have to ask you this, because uh, I ask everyone who's a uh, <clears throat> who's affiliate of ours. Sure. Uh, how how long had how long did it take you to uh, speak, Joe? To like actually have a conversation with him. Like understand, like understand what he's saying. So, have you ever heard the Edgy Bra story? Uh, I don't think so. All right, so let me tell you the Edgy Bra story. So, for those people who who are listening or will listen, there's no tournament 
system in the United States if it wasn't for Joe Marrera. So I'll tell you mm-hmm. the, the edgy bra story real quick, and okay. you can look okay. this up. I, on- I knew. Okay, so I know the story, but I didn't know the name of it. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I'll tell it, and maybe I'll get in trouble with Professor Marrera for it. But you know, it, it goes to speak about understanding Professor Marrera and his thick accent. So if people know anything about our heritage, you'll know that Professor Marrera was a bit of a renegade when he gave Marco Ruiz a black belt in jiu-jitsu because Marco Ruiz was a judo black belt. And at the time that was kind of judo was kind of the, the sworn enemy of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, specifically Gracie jiu-jitsu. So it was a big scandal when Professor Marrera moved to the United States and gave Marco Ruiz, who was a judo practitioner, a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And then, you know, the, the UFC, you know, legacy grew from there. But in lieu of all that, Professor Marrera also started to open up um, tournaments in California, if I understand it correctly. And at one of his very first tournaments was Eddie Bravo. And Professor Marrera is doing roll call for the people in the tournament. and goes, Eddie bra. And some dude like hit some dude like hits Eddie Bravo and goes, I think that he's calling you. And sure enough, Professor Marrera was trying to say Eddie Bravo and he just said Edgy Bra. So I mean you look up Rogan, you see the story. So to answer your question, still to this day I have some difficulty understanding him. But but you do enough seminars with him, like you you get you get a you get understanding. And I gotta tell you. I had an uh, the honor the very first time I met Professor Marrera to drive him back to the to the airport from my school. I I never had spent any significant time with him, and he tapped me on the car ride to the airport. He, and he looked at me and he he made me look him in the face. He said, "Listen to me." I you know of course you're going to listen when an eighth degree coral belt tells you to listen to him, and yeah, the guy right? could the guy could break my neck with one finger. So I was like, "Of course I'm going to listen to you," you know. And he says, "Jujitsu will make you a better man, husband, and father." That was the very first thing he told me about jiu-jitsu. And, and that's, that's who Professor Marrera is. Professor Marrera, Professor Marrera jiu-jitsu is life. And, and everything that he does, he looks at through jiu-jitsu lenses. And he, he believes it with all his heart that it has made him the man that he is today. And, 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 I, and I see it and I try to live by his example. And I always try to honor, honor jiu-jitsu and his lineage. Just for the simple conversation that we had. Like, we could have <clears throat> talked about anything, right? But he talked to me mm-hmm. about the importance of being a better man. And if that's not a, a microcosm for what jiu-jitsu and martial arts should be for us, then, you know, why are we doing it? For sure. Yeah, like, it's, it, I mean, those are words ring true, man, because, you know, uh, I was, I, I was sometimes sit back and imagine, like, man, what would I, where would I be if I didn't have jiu-jitsu? Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know, I think about, like, the stuff that I was dealing with um, before I started doing jujitsu, and even after I do, I, I started jujitsu, and I'm like, if this went, if life went the same way, but I did not have jujitsu, I, it, it's, it'd have been a totally different story, man. Horrible yep. ending. Horrible uh, you, ending, man. I, I agree with you too. So, despite the fact that we're, it's hard to understand them. <laughs> despite, despite that, there's, a, there's a lot of good lessons to be learned. But yeah, I, I feel you that, you know, I, I warn my students. I'm like, listen. It's going to be a little bit difficult in the beginning, but watch, and I guarantee you, you're going to learn one or two things that are going to absolutely blow your mind, and and it, that's true. You know, like uh, jujitsu is very much a language in and of itself. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and once you start learning the ABCs, um, you, you know, you, you start seeing things and they start clicking. So you know, sometimes even if you can't understand them, you can still just 
you, you pick something up just by watching. Right. And we, um, <laughs> I, cause I still remember the, the first time I had this conversation with, uh, my instructor, Zach, um, yeah, this is no, this was, uh, before, uh, before his uh, black belt test. And he was like, yeah, you know, my instructor, Joe Moera is coming out. He's going to you know do a seminar, do my black belt test, blah, blah. And we're like, okay. He gave us that disclaimer. He's like, let's let you know. Joe taught himself English. <laughs> so when he talks, just listen very carefully. And, you know, he's, you know, explained like, you know, cause they don't say, <clears throat> they don't say the, they don't say R's over there. It's, you know, it's pronounced with an H. Yep. So, you know, there's all these other lingos and stuff. So when he first came, you know, he introduced himself, that thick, thick, thick accent. And it's like, man, like, what is he saying? Because he was like, you know, you could, could throw the elbow. And we like, the heck is a elbow? Or you can throw this and you could control this potch. <laughs> like, potch? Like, what? What is he talking about? And he's, he's you know, because like when, when Joe gets excited, he talks, but he growls and grumbles and everything. So you really don't understand what he's saying. Oh so, man, it's, it's a good time. No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good, good time. time. <laughs> but after after so long, after you know talking to him so much, uh, watching his videos, you know when he did the seminars and everything else, it's a it's. I'm not gonna say it's a running joke, but it's a thing that we do at school. Like when I'm teaching or my instructor teaching, we'll we'll imitate that stuff. Like okay, you can throw this pot to the leg, or you you know you control the elbow, or you can throw this, or you do this. And, <laughs> but you know yeah. it's like but. It, it's, it's I, I do. I do very bad Joe Marrera impersonations. <laughs> my, my my teacher Richard Rossini. I hope you do get him on. Like he does. He does a, a good Joe Marrera. But yeah, you know, it's kind of like that that unsaid thing, you know. And I I uh -huh. hope like I hope this doesn't get propagated amongst the community. And he shows up my school and like puts me to sleep, you know, for, for it. But you know, it is what it is, right? It is. Right. <laughs> it is what it is. It is, what it is. <laughs> like, I told this story and I, I wonder if this happened to you or have you seen this before when it comes to Joe uh, I think I was, I was still a blue belt and he was uh, we was going over guard passes and he was going over uh, bulldog you know when you walk your hands forward you kind of like fold them in half right yeah we're working he likes, to, he likes to smash yeah he, he's, he, he that's that's his thing oh yeah he so, likes to smash He's working, he, you know, we're working a technique, and I think someone asked him a question. And I was sitting there and I was the uki for the second part for the for the demonstration. So he goes, he's explaining it, and I'm like, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. Boom, hops up, cross forward. And now at this point, all all of Master Joe's weight is on me, and I'm folding the half, right? And I'm like, okay, this is this is very uncomfortable, but maybe he's gonna go. You know, he's going to pass or he's going to, you know, whatever. Someone asks him a question and he completely pauses and answers his question. Right I'm on top of you, right? You're getting, you, you, can't, you can't breathe, right? You, you, you're seeing your life flash before you. I'm slowly, I'm slowly fading my legs and arms up like this. I'm slowly fading. Like, oh, please, please hurry up. I'm like, I can't tell. Like, hey, Joe, can you please move? I'm just going to take it. But I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But he eventually moved. He's like, okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you, yo, you're you're not small either, right? Like, like. No, I'm not. I think yeah. when when around that time I was like two forty, two like two forty five. So, and I wasn't that flexible as I, you know, I'm more flexible now. But back then, oh no, that was torture. Right, right. <laughs> your hamstrings are being ripped out of your body. 
this was involuntary yoga at his finest, man. <laughs> yeah, at exactly. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he, um, he, he, um, he'll do that, and he'll go, he'll get on those, you know, those, those technical roads. He'll go down and, and discuss with you, and yeah, he, he'll he'll kind of sit on top of you and squeeze the life out of you at the same time. He, uh, I'll never forget one of the first seminars I attended. He was teaching a cross collar choke um, from guard and, and my professor Rich Rossetti's in his guard and I'm sitting, I'm sitting behind Rich and I just see Marrera throw it on and my professor's head go like limp. And then Joe reaches up and starts slapping in the face. He goes, no, 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 not going to sleep yet. Richard. <laughs> he, he choked, he choked out my professor, like just demonstrating. And my professor comes through. He goes, what just happened? We're like, sir, you went to sleep. He goes, he goes, that was sublime. Like, you, you know, like he didn't even know he went to sleep and it happened so quickly, but he literally was slapping him in the face and go, no, no, Richard, not yet. So yeah, I've been there when that type of stuff has happened, right? You live for that. <laughs> you, live, you, you live for those stories. That's you know, like yeah, I saw my professor get choked out by Joe Marrera just just for fun, you know. Moments like let's, moments like that, everybody don't get man. Let, let's go. <laughs> All right, Chris, man. So uh, our talk your just podcast question for you. Um, I ask everybody this. Um, sure. Your top three people, man. Who would you who would you like to roll with? <clears throat> wow. Hmm. Yeah. Khabib. Yes. yes. I'd like to roll with Khabib. You know, you know, it's funny. He's got this move where he'll he'll figure four around both your legs and then climb like right up your yep. body to mount. Mm -hmm. He's changed my whole perspective on guard passing. I I used to be like a big like double underhook guy or try to do an angled guard pass. But most of the time now, I'll I'll wait for a guy to open up his guard and maybe you know engage for like a call it a scissor sweep, and I will just lace my arms through, flatten my body out, figure four down by the ankles, and and climb up up their body. Climb and I, I have such a high percentage of success. So I thank Khabib for that. I learned it from watching his UFC fights, and I think he's just um, you know, he held himself really honorably throughout all the all the kind of the quote-unquote verbal abuse that he took you know and the things that were said about his wife he was he was honorable and he he handled his business in the ring and yeah. guys like that i have a lot of respect for so yeah i'd say i'd say i want to i'd want to roll roll with khabib and then if you know size size wasn't a, an issue then i'd probably want to go against like i don't know like a dan severin just old school mm -hmm. dan severin I've, I've trained with dan severin in the past and like he you know he's one of those old school great ufc fighters that just was there back in the day when you know bare knuckles still and minimal rules and just absolute legend so I, i'd like to get a, a real real good round in with him um and i know it's not necessarily jujitsu but i definitely like to to roll with him and then man i think i think i'd like to experience like maybe an Eddie Bravo or John uh, or Danaher, maybe, Danaher, you know? Yeah. yeah. Maybe Danaher roll with the professor with, with Einstein. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think Eddie Bravo would be really cool. I think, I think he, he is a very interesting person. I think his, you know, it's 10th planet system is, is really bold. I think he's built a really good brand and name for himself. And in, you know, on top of all that, he was, you know, one of the few guys to be able to engage a Gracie and, and defeat them. And I, I, you know, he's, he was a real pioneer in, in this, you know, the sport and martial art. And I think he's a, a great, 
great jujitsu practitioner. So yeah, I, I would say that those would be probably my top three among, among many others. Yeah, I know, right? It's, it, I, I like asking that question because everyone does that same thing, like, oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I agree, man. Like, the you know, watching Khabib in his career um, and watching some of his older stuff and, man, his wrestling is, is, is just so next level. <clears throat> even, like, as soon, like, even when he's – like started in like in in UFC and how fast he climbed from you know with with technique and control and it's like man like how like how, how yeah did someone it, that tiny be so powerful <laughs> <laughs> yeah man I, it's it's uh it's it's pretty amazing and uh, you know I I had have an amateur record uh, I did Muay Thai and mixed martial arts um, you know on an amateur level and did a lot of a lot of submission grappling. And mm -hmm. I've trained with, I've trained with a bunch of pros. I've, you know, we, when, when we were just getting into jujitsu and when UFC was blowing up, we had guys coming in in our gym regularly. And I'm talking, you know, trained with Dan Severin three times, Bass Rutten, Frank Shamrock, Ken Shamrock, Rich Franklin. Um, gosh, I mean, uh, just, just some absolute legends in the UFC and to see yeah. the difference between an amateur fighter and a professional in any sport, is it's just it's night and day you know you, you can't even you, you can't even compare the the level of training that these these people have and the commitment they have to their craft it's just it's absolutely mind-bogglingly you know and, and it's it's humbling to, to say yeah you, you know um there there's this there's this whole other galaxy that you don't even really understand out there and that that keeps keeps me humble and hungry yeah definitely man definitely so um yeah chris is is there anything else man you got if you got coming up um with your school i, I mean I, I i don't think you compete but if you got anybody who's competing that's coming up um yeah we, we've been events man the floor is all yours <clears throat> yeah i i you know if you live in the area we'd love to have you come out and check out the schools um like i said we're, I'm, we're very family centric i i'm i'm looking to bestow real world martial arts for people for self-defense we do do tournaments we're actually we're looking to bring a few people to um a really great venue uh called good fight they're all over the country they're they're um a, a smaller venue but they're submission only so it's a great way for you to, to kind of you know not have to learn or hunt for points and, and get some good experience about what it might be like in a, a more real world situation. So we do those, do those tournaments. We're looking to, to do one in April, but um, yeah, man, I, uh, I you know, I, I'm just, I'm just looking to continue to build, build the community and uh, you know, however I can get help doing that. I'm, I'm appreciative. And I think these, these types of forums build great awareness. So, uh, you know, thank you for giving me your time on, and, you know, for all the, for all the missed calls that we have had, um, you know, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day and from the things that you do to, to pr provide this to, you know, the people that listen to it. So I, I you know, again, thank you, man, uh, man. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I mean, it's, it's jujitsu, man. So if, you know, anytime I get to sit down and talk to anybody about jujitsu, man, I, I, I'll make the time for sure. <clears throat> That's great. And you know, you should, make it out to New Jersey sometime if you ever do and come, come teach and train at the school. And, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to do the same if I get to come out to your back of the woods. For sure, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm making plans to actually do a little traveling, uh, this year. 
Um, cause I've, I've talked to so many phenomenal people in, uh, in the jujitsu community and I would love to go visit, you know, visit all these other schools and really, uh, expand what, you know, what jujitsu have done so far for me. <clears throat> yeah. I hope this continues to grow and you find other, you know, uh, other mediums and other channels where you can kind of grow your podcast. I think it's a, again, a great idea and, um, I wish you all the luck with it. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. And that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank Chris one more time for coming on and blessing us with his jujitsu knowledge. I hope you guys uh, learned something from our experiences. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube page to stay up to date on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day. And we're done, brother.